Welcome to the business of blockchain. I'm your host, Ross McDonald. This podcast is where we connect you to the founders, creators, developers, and those who are building the cryptocurrency and blockchain industry. Our goal is to help you to see into the minds and businesses that are growing globally. From Bitcoin to altcoins, finance and revenue, regulation to culture, we cover the blockchain revolution that is growing across all industries. This content is brought to you by Plexus Technology Corporation. Plexus is an Alberta-based company using local, stranded, and unused natural gas to generate low-cost electricity for various energy-intensive industries including self-mining, third-party power sales, and hosting services. Alberta, Canada is an optimal geographic location for operating data centers due to the abundant low-cost electricity, cool year-round temperatures, excellent infrastructure, fast internet, and political stability. Visit plexuscorp.ca for more information or to explore investment opportunities. Hi everybody, Ross from Blockchain Business Magazine again. We're happy to have with us today uh, co-founder and CSO from Ledin, Mauricio Di Bartolomeo. Hey Ross, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to uh, finally have this chat with you. We had a little bit of interaction and we wanted to do a feature for our subscribers and our viewers and to just show exactly what your company is about and uh, go over some of the services that you offer. That'd be great. Yeah, we're happy to take you through what we do. Yeah, so when you started Ledin, what did you have in mind as a, a user experience and a service for customers? Um, well, to give you a bit of background, I, I, I got into Bitcoin um, originally. My path into Bitcoin is a bit different than, than I guess most. Is I, I, I as a Venezuelan, I was born and raised there, and and I did do my my school in Canada, and I've been here for uh, almost 15 years now after school and and working. But my whole family is still back in Venezuela, so I, I go back quite a bit. And um, it was around, right after the time that Chavez died, I noticed that my brother, my youngest brother, had actually started mining Bitcoin. And the initial inquiry came from my family uh, as, it was a, as they were about to invest in this hardware. And I was the finance guy. And they said, you know, what is this internet currency? And uh, when I, when I you know, discovered how Venezuelans were using Bitcoin and I learned more and more about how they were you know, preserving their value of their savings. Uh, a lot of them were making an income by mining it. Uh, it, it. It piqued my interest. And then through the mining experience uh, and seeing how many people so quickly uh, you know, became interested in it, I, um, I started to look for additional ways of growing my mining business. And I started talking to my business partner here in Canada, Adam, because uh, he, he's an energy expert. And as we were looking at ways to, you know, make an initial investment into mining and we set up a facility in Quebec, um, we noticed time and again, and I had this experience in Venezuela, that the timeline to order the new equipment was very long, three months or longer. And to, to pay for that equipment, you have to send your Bitcoin. And um, usually when you send the payment, um, between the time it took uh, from, you to, from the time you sent the payment until you got the machine, uh, Bitcoin's price had increased tremendously. So you, as a, as a miner that had, you know, worked very hard to earn those Bitcoins, you missed out on all that appreciation. Um, and just because there was nobody willing to lend you dollars or any sort of valuable currency, uh, taking Bitcoin as a guarantee or as collateral. So we saw it as a, as a you know, A, a challenge, but B, we saw it as a big opportunity. Um, and so 
our initial intent when we launched Ledin was to make to create a better home for your Bitcoin and so that to give people access to credit if they needed it without having to sell their Bitcoins. And if if they had excess Bitcoin or extra Bitcoin and they didn't have a need for credit, we wanted to create a place where they could put their Bitcoin safely and have it earn an interest. It's fantastic. So you've grown that from ground zero in countries like Argentina, where, you know, they love the cryptocurrency, they need it, they're establishing use cases, you know, often more often than we see in places like Canada. Uh, no, definitely. And, and so our, our, our view or our mission is very much focused in being able to take these services to LATAM. Uh, because I, that's where we see these services as having a, a very big impact. Because People in, in Latin America and, and mostly in authoritarian countries love having the option to opt out of their monetary system. Um, just because a lot of times it's very volatile and uh, they don't always kind of honor the promises that are made to the constituents. So they, the people in these countries are in, in much more need of that optionality than perhaps us in OECD countries. Amazing. So where we can't necessarily help other people in other countries directly, we may be able to help them by supporting them with uh, programs like you have with Leden and services, but also by just being a part of adoption ourselves, it's increasing the value of their Bitcoin. Correct. Uh, and, and just to let you in on some of our plans, uh, we're actually going to be in the uh, blockchain summit in Mexico the coming July 4th and 5th. And that's when we're actually going to make our formal announcement that our, our lending products and our savings products are, are now available to the LATAM markets. That's amazing. So can you detail that a little bit more for our, our viewers? Uh, tell us more about the savings program that you have with Ledin. Yeah, sure. So Ledin today actually has um, two, uh, two live services that are available on our website today um, that any, anyone in Canada can go and, and our savings account is actually open to international clients uh, outside of a few exceptions in some U.S. states. But um, right now we have a, our Bitcoin back loan product which is a product where you can deposit your Bitcoin and you can access dollar loans without having to sell your Bitcoin. Uh, and so that, is, uh, our, that was our first product, the one that we launched the business with. And just last week, we introduced Canada's first Bitcoin savings account. So uh, this is an account that essentially pays you interest in Bitcoin for your Bitcoin deposits in the savings account. Um, and those two are our first products and uh, where the next uh, kind of two options that we're going to be introducing in the near future is the ability to um, double your Bitcoin exposure. So in essence, with, with, if you have a Bitcoin and you would like to buy more Bitcoin with it or, or increase your exposure to Bitcoin price, um, we will be able to um, essentially provide you with a the equal amount of the, your Bitcoin. So if you deposit a Bitcoin with Ledin on the, on the 2X service, we would match that Bitcoin with another Bitcoin. And for the time that your position is open, you would enjoy two times the price moves both up and down um, on, that, on that position. So um, that is the, the next service. And we are doing that on by request with some of our clients. And then the natural progression from that was we had a lot of clients that uh, you know, deposit funds into the savings account or even into the loan product and they said, when Bitcoin hits a certain price, I would like to sell. Um, would you be able to do that for me? And so we obviously want to comply because our, our, our business is helping people reach their financial goals. Uh, so if that is what you would like to do at that particular price, we would want to have the option to comply. And so we do that today also by request. 
but those those options will be live on our website soon. This is really exciting because you know you really have the end user in mind. Whereas if we compare the financial system now and with the banks, they don't offer services like this. They don't. You know, I hate to say it, but they don't really care about people's financial goals. They say they do, but there's nothing aggressive like this that you're offering. Um, well, yeah, that, that was, you know, initially when we were building this, we, we're out to solve problems, right? And so we, we as Bitcoiners and, and participants of the space uh, faced a lot of those problems ourselves. And, and a lot of the products that we have live today were things that we would have loved to have ourselves. And so um, that I think is the most compelling way of, of, of you know, growing a business and, and, and gaining the trust of your customers is you have to actually add value to whatever it is that they're doing. And so I think with us, you know, when you look at the, the success or not the success, but the performance of, of our Bitcoin backed loan product uh, and the people that used it. Uh, so when we launched the service early 2019, uh, Bitcoin price was hovering around three to 4,000. Uh, at that price, a lot of people, uh, you know, you can't really time when you encounter liquidity needs in your life. And so if, if you just happen to require or need some extra cash around those times and all you had was your extra Bitcoin, it would have gone to the chopping board. Um, a, lot of our, a lot of our users actually took out loans around that time and they, they kept their Bitcoin. Their Bitcoin has increased in value quite significantly. Uh, and a lot of them have now, uh, you know, are sitting on, on this profit. They've, they've pretty much made the money that they borrowed uh, just by keeping ownership of that Bitcoin. Um, and Absolutely. that's been really great to see. Uh, and, and those guys have become the clients of our savings account, a lot of them because of their excess collateral. So um, it's just, it's, it feels really great to continue building products that just keep benefiting, actually benefiting people. Uh, and, and we can, you know, we as a company, find a use for, for all the businesses that we're, sorry, all the services that we provide also further our goals, right? So the, the more clients we have, the more deposits we have, uh, the, the, the more institutions we can work to on the lending side. Uh, and the, the more loans we put out, the more money we can raise at lower cost of funds. And that can basically lower the interest to our clients down the run. So it's, it's really, uh, we're playing the long game here. And, and our mission is to sort of build this suite of, of services that help Bitcoiners make the most of what they hodl, which is our, our uh, tagline. I think it's incredible because what maybe what a lot of people don't understand who own Bitcoin or maybe who are thinking about buying Bitcoin is that every time they sell their Bitcoin, transfer it back into their local uh, currency, like Canadian currency, uh, it's a taxable event. So they can't leverage that money or get use of it unless they use a service like yours. Yeah, and that's a, that's a, the tax advantage side is, is actually something very important that we like to highlight to all of our clients because, like you very well said, um, selling Bitcoin, buying and selling Bitcoin uh, creates a taxable event, either whether you have a profit or a loss is still a reporting uh, exercise. And with our service, uh, you're able to, because you're not parting owners, you're not, you're never, um, uh, you never stop owning your Bitcoin. So you never part ways with the ownership of your Bitcoin. You're simply accessing credit based on the value of Bitcoin, that the Bitcoin has as an asset. And so it does not create a capital gains situation. Uh, even if you have a built-in gain in your Bitcoin position, you can take a loan with us today and that wouldn't count as a taxable event because again, you're not actually selling that asset. Um, and, and then a further added benefit to that is that if you use the proceeds of your loan to reinvest them into a different asset or another business, 
um, those, that, that interest expense may be tax deductible uh, from your taxes. And so um, a good way to think about it is, you know, if you have excess income and you're using these, this product to sort of invest, you're using the proceeds of this loan to reinvest in a different asset class. So a lot of our clients uh, take some of the value in their Bitcoin position and buy it, you know, say real estate or the different types of assets to diversify their portfolio. And the Bitcoin back loan is a very tax efficient way of doing that because it, in so doing, by taking the portion of the value out of your Bitcoin and placing it in a different side of your portfolio, you know, you don't have to basically go through the tax exercise. Um, that's, that's amazing. One of the things that I noticed when I was looking at your platform is the uh, LTV, the loan to value ratio. When someone, let's say, for example, if they loan one Bitcoin to Ledin and leverage that, they don't receive the full funds back for that. And I thought, well, that was strange. But then when I understood it better, maybe you can explain it to, to our reviewers. It's really for their there you've kept them in mind when you're doing this yeah so the, the bitcoin back loan is meant to be a long-term investor product that is that is the way we've designed it and uh, if you look at the performance that, that our loan book has had today and the sort of experience that our clients have had we haven't had a single margin call since we launched the business uh the the this the intent of this product is for it to be similar to a mortgage for your bitcoin something that you could just set and forget and, and, you know, do not have to be looking at the daily moves in price. It's something that, you know, you, you can go to sleep soundly at night. And uh, as you, um, the reason for the 50% is, you know, Bitcoin being volatile, uh, we, we want to have a cushion in so that if there, if there was to be a, a slight deep price decrease or et cetera, we wouldn't have to be getting on the phone and saying to somebody, hey, you know, your Bitcoin posted as collateral is almost the same as the amount that you borrow. We need you to top it up and make it 50% uh, loan to value. So because this is, wasn't really designed as a trade, but more so as a, as a, long, as a mortgage, the 50% really uh, has, has worked as intended. Uh, and our clients are, are very happy with it. And then in addition to that, um, if you want to create, uh, if you want to have higher price exposure, um, that's that our buy to X product gets you a, a more aggressive exposure to Bitcoin price. So we are creating more products and call it our portfolio that get you different degrees of, of aggressiveness or exposure to the Bitcoin market as you so desire. Um, and, and one thing we do like to tell our clients is, you know, we are providers of leverage, but we, we want our clients to, you know, use it to the extent that it furthers their goals and not to the extent that it's put in a place where they're perhaps taking too much risk or more risk than they should. Yeah, it's a very responsible uh, loan that you're able to provide for them. Uh, you know, when I looked at those details, uh, you know, for people who trade Bitcoin, you know, we love volatility. We absolutely want that. That's how we make profit. But for those who are, say, you know, hodling and they don't want to trade so much, this makes so much sense so that they can benefit from it and leverage it. If you were to loan 100% of what they uh, were to use with your services, I think it would just be a matter of time, you know, a month or two months, three months, and you'd have to you contact them and, and make other arrangements for that. Yeah. And so at that, at that stage, like on the higher LTV side, you, you would enter more into what I would call a trade territory where it's like a very actively managed position. You have to stay on top of it and you, you can lose a lot of money. Uh, you can make money, but you can also lose money and both things can happen very fast. Um, because we are more of a long-term oriented, long-term hold type of, of uh, platform, I guess, it's, 
it's the clients that we get. There are people that are more long-term oriented. They, they, they believe in the long-term value and appreciation of Bitcoin, and they just want to uh, you know, get some cash today or maybe earn some interest so that their Bitcoin, the, Bitcoins, the amount of Bitcoin they have keeps growing. So that's, that's essentially what, what our platform can help you do. Um, there are places where you can get, you know, 100x trading leverage uh, and, and, you know, it depends on, on everybody's financial goals. I think we are very happy with the way our product has worked so far, uh, how has been, our clients have benefited from the price increase and um, the, the, the next sort of addition to our suite of products will be the buy 2x and that's intended again for people that want to get a bit more aggressive with, uh, with their exposure to price. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, I love the way it's designed. Uh, you know, having the user in mind, we don't see that in the financial system. So that's what I appreciated right off the bat. So if I had to ask you a question, Bitcoin, is it more of an investment or a currency currently? Or will it stabilize into a currency down the road? Um, that, that's a great question, you know, and I think that that hits the root of a lot of the debate that, that is out there today about, you know, what what are what is the priority? What is the big the problem that Bitcoin is solving? Uh, it isn't. I see Bitcoin as a very complex organism, uh, in that it solves uh, different problems for different people in different parts of the world. And as a Venezuelan, the problem that I'm most familiar with is hyperinflation uh, and the 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 this uh, issue that is created when governments. Uh, print, the, the printing press gets out of hand, or perhaps the monetary policies that they issue um, have a negative effect. And um, what Bitcoin does very well is that it, it has maintained its value relative to a lot of these currencies. So like in, you know, stability is also a relative concept, right? Um, if you look at the what would have happened if you held the national currency versus if you held Bitcoin, even if you had bought Bitcoin at the peak, uh, you'd still be way better off holding Bitcoin. And so this is not to say that Venezuelans are running to buy Bitcoin and it's, it's creating freedom for every Venezuelan. I don't think that's the case. I think sophisticated Venezuelans and intelligent Venezuelans and then perhaps a lot of the already wealthy Venezuelans who are the ones that could speak English and are, uh, you know, to be with technology, those were the first adopters. But what I did see happen in Venezuela was that the next adopters came in really quickly. So when we were setting up our, our mining facility, the guys that were first doing the electrical work for us were previous construction people. Uh, the first time they did it, they were like, cool, that's, that's, this is you know, interesting installment, installation, you know, what are these machines? Oh, they're Bitcoin. Oh, cool. Then the next installation, they went in and they're like, oh, so, you know, can you tell me more about these machines? Where could I go learn about them? Where could I go? And then by the time we did the third installation, they were like, I'd like to get paid in Bitcoin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's excellent. And it's not limited to you know, the only the rich or only the smart or only the wealthy or only the like, people catch up because when you, can ben when you benefit from it and when you, or when you see other people benefit from it, your, your, your interest gets peaked. You know, you, you want to learn more. And I love a quote that Andrea says a lot. And it's in, he says, if you, if you, if you, um, uh, what was it? If you don't understand Bitcoin, it's probably because you don't need it. Like, you know, if, if you need Bitcoin, if some, you don't, I've never had to explain Bitcoin to somebody that actually needed it. So in, for example, in places like Venezuela and Argentina, 
the common knowledge of Bitcoin is way more like prevailing because more people are, you know, uh, suffer from not protecting themselves from hyperinflation or having their savings dwindle uh, because they didn't convert to dollars or Bitcoin or whatever. And as this is a problem that's always in the front of your mind, things like Bitcoin come up and, and you know, it's just more prevalent, I would say, and it's just more common uh, to hear about Bitcoin in the countries where Bitcoin is solving a bigger problem. So what you're saying really is we're seeing on a global scale is uh, adoption out of necessity in some areas, but then adoption out of uh, as an, more of an investment opportunity. Yes. And, and largely, I think it, it's hard to separate the two because one thing that is important is that uh, people just south of Texas, so like from Mexico to the Patagonia, the, the amount of people or the percentage of people that own stocks in their local stock markets is negligible. Um, people's portfolios are vastly or mostly uh, comprised of, at best, real estate, some U.S. dollars, uh, and some very sophisticated investors will start getting into the U.S. real estate or perhaps some exposure to the U.S. stock market or U.S. equities. And that was, you know, that was just every, any, the whole, everything you could do for a portfolio was essentially that. You got a windfall payment, you looked around and you said, okay, there's real estate here, there's real estate. I mean, I can buy real estate, I can buy dollars, but both of those things, at least the real estate part of the portfolio or even a car, both of those things are tied to the political outcome of the country that you reside in. So if you're a Venezuelan and you have a Venezuelan home, some commercial Venezuelan real estate and a couple of vehicles you have yourself and there's a bad turn in government and all of a sudden, all of those assets are worthless, right? Like the only safe haven investment that you could have had in that scenario is US dollars or property outside of your country. So purchasing assets, property or assets in general outside of your local jurisdiction was very difficult uh, for a lot of people. And the governments were very efficient at placing restrictions that disallow citizens to do this. But the, the issue, or I guess the challenge is that with Bitcoin, the, it's not as easy to do uh, because people find their ways to buy Bitcoin, right? And so I think what Bitcoin allows is people to restructure their portfolios and it has this new a jurisdictional asset that can be easily plopped into these portfolios. And now that position is shielded from your change in government. It's shielded from anything that may happen to your own, you know, uh, own factory, you know, so it's a, it's an international, truly global asset um, that is not subject to the whims of your local government. It's, so, fasc it's fascinating to me that a company like yours can, you know, work with customers from anywhere in the world. Really, it's a it's a global asset. Whereas, you know, when you're landlocked by either politics, your country, or other things, you know, you can't do that, as you just mentioned. One of the most beautiful things about this business, and, and we like saying this uh, because it's, it's something we, we share internally, is that in uh, previously in asset-backed lending, so asset-backed lending is not a new uh, industry. You know, the, the, the concept of uh, you know, uh, advancing liquidity uh, and taking an asset as, as security is, is as old as time, right, or as old as money. So uh, the challenge with that was that previously assets were very much bound by the jurisdiction they were in, right? Uh, so if you wanted to lend to 
that was posting a house in Venezuela as collateral, you couldn't lend to that person at the same terms that you would a person posting a US house as collateral, right? Because they're just completely different risk profiles. But with Bitcoin, a person with putting collateral as a, from, in Bitcoin that is Canadian is no different than Zimbabwe or Venezuela. Like a Bitcoin is a Bitcoin and a dollar is a dollar. And so the, the ability for us to sort of level the playing field as far as access to financial services and the, and the standards at which these services are offered uh, and, and kind of equate that across the board using Bitcoin is something we're very excited about. Yeah, we're excited to see that as well. What's interesting to me is that, you know, traditional financial institutions, you know, they can't offer these sort of things right now. They're not involved in the industry. They don't have the risk policies written so that they can really get involved in the industry. Uh, you know, so to them, it seems something that's high risk. Yet at the same time, the way you've designed your company, you know, for those of us that know the industry, you know, five, 10 years down the road, looking back, these financial institutions, they're really going to look at your company and say, you know, I wish we did that. <laughs> well, I mean, thank you for the kind words. Uh, we, you know, we've done a lot of the, uh, of the legal network to sort of set up a, a fully compliant structure in Canada to carry out this operation. Um, we were um, very much, uh, you know, our view was that we, to, to sort of, for Bitcoin to be a, a, the asset class that it is today, it needs to be uh, treated as an asset, right? And, and I think banks are, um, they're slow to move because they're incredibly compliant. You know, you're seeing some big, the big institutions are, are interested. They're doing some, you know, they're doing work around the blockchain space, but they're going to take their time and they're going to see how, uh, you know, the space matures and, you know, some of the bad actors get weaved out. We're, we're still very early on in, in the days of our industry. But, um, but we do see the, the suite of services that we provide and this, this, this suite of financial services around Bitcoin as a, as a model that is going to continue growing and evolving. And it's just going to keep absorbing people from, from uh, other countries as, as we are able to provide these services at sort of OE. CD or North American uh, standards of both interest and customer service, uh, we are very confident that we will gain the trust and, 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 and you know, the clients from countries in like, like Venezuela, like Mexico, like, like Argentina, that uh, haven't had access to these services uh, are going to want, the experience that we see is people find out about us, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe this exists. This is, this is actually really cool. Uh, is it, you know, can I open an account? And when we say yes, they, they, they all get onboarded. They start with, they call it a small test loan or a small deposit. And then as they, uh, as they test the platform, they just keep growing their, their amount of deposit, their amount of loans. And um, it's been really uh, uh, fun to watch our clients kind of come get to know us and grow as they get more comfortable. It's exciting. You know, you're right. We see the passion in people who are involved with owning Bitcoin for the first time because they're completely in control of it. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head there. You know, we see the Canadian government classifies cryptocurrencies as commodities. And then you have other people who, you know, like the question I asked, is it an investment? Is it a currency? But really, you're treating it as just an asset and it just it simplifies things. To us, that's what it is. Like to us, it's it's an asset. Uh, it's it, frankly, I personally think it's one of the greatest assets that the, the world has seen, and and it will probably uh, continue to show that uh, as as it grows. But um, you know, 
it, the basic of it was, you know, we needed to, uh, no bank or no financial institution was treating Bitcoin or digital assets in general as, a, as an asset worthy of advancing a dollar loan. Uh, and that was the problem. Uh, and then when we solved that, uh, it was in, the progression has been fascinating because there's a lot of institutions and, and, and large trading desks that actually have a, uh, a, a need to borrow Bitcoin. And so, uh, to, you know, for, to, to close large trades or to, you know, uh, process withdrawals and, and out of cold storage, et cetera. Like the, the, the universe of needs of institutions for Bitcoin is actually growing. And so um, we then found ourselves in saying, okay, well, we're not going to lend out the coins in our loan product because we're guaranteeing our loan, but we can create a separate vehicle whereby we pay a deposit interest to our depositors and then we can facilitate the institutional lending by taking collateral the same way we do with the Bitcoin back loans. So it's a win-win for the depositor, it's a win-win for the institution, and we can make a spread by being in the middle. Uh, and so that was the natural progression into the savings product. Um, and then we, we love growing, we love solving problems, right? So uh, the, the, our, our kind of product evolution, a lot of times comes from you know, a client saying, oh, I wish I could do this. And then the next client says, oh, I wish I could do that too. And then when we hear it from four or five guys, we're like, okay, we need to look into this. And it's, it sort of comes from this uh, uh, cycle of solving people's problems. Well, we, we love hearing about the new uh, products that you have and you're continuing, continuing to release to the public. It's fantastic. So, you know, I would say, you know, just to Canadians, that's incorrect. You know, to anyone on the planet, if they want to take advantage of your services, where should they go? So our site is live today at Leren.io. Uh, our loan product is available for Canadians and select international markets. We are going to be releasing a list of Latin American countries where our loan product is becoming available uh, over the next quarter. Um, and uh, the savings product is available worldwide. Uh, there are just a few exceptions in, in four U.S. states, but you can see those on our website. But anyone can come into Leren.io, check out what we offer, and uh, I'm, you know the chat box is down there on the site. We're always there to answer anyone's questions. So um, you know, I encourage people to come, you know, check out what we do, and and contact us if they have any questions. Yeah, well, we're excited to keep following everything as it proceeds in your company. Uh, thanks for taking the time to speak with us today, and uh, keep us updated as you have new releases. Will do, definitely. Thanks for the time. Great, thank you. For more information, go to blockchainbusinessmagazine.com. There you can get a print or digital edition of our magazine. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter and visit our YouTube page, where you can enjoy video content including news, interviews, announcements, and more.